For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 162 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we're back. And we got big stuff to talk about this week. And let me say, said big stuff couldn't have come at a better time because just earlier this week I was thinking, fuck, we're not going to have anything to talk about. Ain't shit happened in Star Wars. And, and lo and behold, the force provided. Yep, man. Yep, we've been real lucky lately with these Friday news releases. I feel like the cast announcement was on a Friday, and some other stuff was on a Friday. I think maybe, no. Yeah, maybe, no. I don't know. Either way, we got some cool Star Wars resistance stuff to talk about. And if it's going to be sick. If you can't tell already, I'm pretty hyped on this. So... Uh, I'm in full avoiding the wet blankets mode right now because I, I want at least a couple of days of being fucking excited. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, before we get started talking about all of this cool stuff, let me give you guys the business. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have a somewhat newly launched Patreon. If you guys would like to support us a little further, uh, we have been releasing weekly bonus shows. Uh, things like Steve versus the Prequels, Jaws, Blue Harvest Adventures, Oh No, It's oh, Hall no, Solo. Oh No, It's Hall Solo. Yep, Oh No, It's Hall Solo. Uh, we have a little cooking with Will sometime in you guys' future. This Monday, we will be l releasing the second episode of Blue Harvest Adventures, continuing the adventures with Rob and Jesse, Will, and myself. And there might be some cast additions coming up. You might see. Might be a little surprise. Anyways, if you're interested in that, you can check it out at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. <clears throat> and we are... So excited to be part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, the best damn ass 
Star Wars podcast network in the galaxy where we, I don't know, we're the limp biscuit of, of podcasts among other great new metal icons like now this is podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Sith List, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, Idiots Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, First Order Transmissions, and The Cargo Hold. I tried to come up with some descriptive way, like last week I said we were the turd in the pool. Yeah. And I've used that one before, and I, I should maybe think about them ahead of time and instead of just trying to come up with them on the spot. Yeah, a not, not poop-related one would be good. Yeah, yeah, not poop related this, one. This time was uh uh what'd you say we were? <laughs> we were the limp biscuit among limp new biscuit. metal titans. We were the the chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored. Uh, somehow it always comes back to poop. Hmm. Sounds like somebody might need some counseling and that somebody is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that I can remember from Limp Biscuit's career, honestly, if you want to know the truth. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Huh? Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. I think that song was on Chocolate Starfish. Was it? Yep. Anyways, uh, how's your week been, buddy? It's been good. It's been a good week. We had something sort of dual weirdness happen to us this week. Did we? Um, so I can't remember what, dude, this week has been a long one. I have been recording a lot of podcast content and doing a lot of work and it's, it's been busy. So I can't remember exactly what day it happened. All I know is I got home from the courthouse. I worked for three or four hours. Jesse went to work. I decided I'm going to lay down and take like an hour nap, refresh myself a little bit and then get up and keep working. And then when I woke up from my nap, I had a text from you that said, hey, dude, did you start a new Twitter account? Yeah. And I was like, no. And so basically what happened was you got a notification on Twitter that someone in your contacts list. One of my contacts is now on Twitter. Right. Which means it used a phone number that I had in my, my list. Right. And your contact list, which is very strange. And then you send me a screenshot of the twitter account and they used a picture of walter my beautiful little boy my my cat the best in my opinion the best cat in the universe walter white and their nickname was like rich 3283 four numbers yeah something like that and which is weird because i don't go by richard so it's it's a small group it's someone who had my phone number Knows that my first name is or Richard, right? Or found it. I did some some post research, and I my num- you can can find that kind of stuff. I looked and I couldn't find. Like I tried to find my own phone number, right, to see how did, easy it was. Did you use one of the the pay sites to to? <sighs> I did like not. There are like that's how um, what is it? What am I looking? Bounty hunters, like digital bounty hunters, operate. They use the sites. They have like memberships to those sites that, you know, to find so and so's address and phone number. Well, you know, maybe that's what happened. If someone and you're probably listening now, you fucking weirdo, you fucking creep. If someone used a site to look up my phone number to make a t- fake Twitter account, you fucking weird, and that's fucking <laughs> creepy. All right, that's kind of creepy. 
So there, maybe they're... maybe you have a foe somewhere out there that was intending. I I don't know. I mean, I honestly have a couple of maybe maybe it's a um uh like a stalker, like an ad stalk admirer stalker. You know, just oh, wanted man. to beat, just wanted to feel what it was like to be you. Oh, they could have picked a better crawl target. inside your skin. Jesus Christ, you're freaking me out, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not joking. I've taken some additional security measures around the house. Right. Um, I don't want to make it sound like I'm fucking hoarding guns or something. I got like cameras and stuff, right? Well, yeah. Because this information is better than a gun at this in this world. To be completely honest, this freaked me out real bad. I'm sorry I freaked you out. I mean, no, I, you wanted to know. I no, like, please, hmm. please, if it ever happens, like, hmm, let me know. Uh, and it's weird, like you know, other friends of mine who have my number who also have Twitter, either didn't get the notification or just thought I was starting up another account. So, like, you were the only one that said anything. Right. Um. So well, I recognize Walt. You want to be honest? I saw the name Rich, and then I recognized Walter. I was like. Hall's, is Hall's creating a new account? And then I went and looked, and I was like, that's why I asked you. I was like, dude, did you create another account? Right, right. You didn't really know anything was weird was up, was up no, until... No, I was just making sure someone wasn't jacking your identity. And, and then... In fact, they were. Like, I have a couple of suspects. I'm not going to lie. Two or three people that I think it could be, but I have no, absolutely no way of proving it right now. We don't have to, yeah, we don't have to go into that because there's no evidence yet. Um, but how this person fucked up was using my phone number because it was super easy to just request a password change code. Cause to like your I, phone. yeah, to my phone and they texted me and they're like, use this. So I just reset the password and deactivated the account. Bing, bang, boom. They never tweeted. They never followed anybody. Like it was yeah. really weird. I couldn't tell exactly when the account was started. It, we may have caught it. Like, so soon it didn't have time to get tracked. And dude, what are the odds? You, who never really gets on Twitter, the day you do, you catch that. You know what I mean? Well, I, I don't get on Twitter very often. Maybe, if I'm being realistic, maybe once a week. Right. And I will scroll back in my notifications to where I left. You know, and I'll go, I'll, I at least go through all my notifications to see what's been going on. And that was in my notifications. So weird, so weird. So, long story short, I, I I caught it in time. I just don't know what the fuck is up with it. And you know what's kind of creepy. I mean, there's no way to know, but it's certainly creepy. I didn't do this. Is this is another weird thing? I didn't do a super intensive search through like my Twitter pictures and Instagram pictures and stuff. But the specific picture of Walter, I couldn't track down. Did you do a reverse? Google search. Uh, I should have done that. I should have done. Do it that. right now. <laughs> I remember taking that picture because, and it's been a while. It's when we used to have the cat climber in our living room, which we yeah, haven't had for why a while. I recognized it. It was the cat climber. <clears throat> but yeah, <clears throat> fucking weird, dude. My spatial recognition, like I knew where in your house that was, and I knew it was Walter. So, um, here's the thing. Uh, I want before we get into Star Wars Resistance talk, I want to take a second to talk about a really good Star Wars related customer ex uh, service experience I've had over the last couple of weeks. Because nothing annoys me than shitty customer service. You know what I mean? You're saying you had good customers. I had really good, so I want to brag on this company a little bit. 
Oh, okay. So you Was know, I have no. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've been uh, I've had the fucking Hot Toys fever, right? That's what I, my collecting thing is now, Star Wars Hot right. Toys. And so, um, shortly after we got back from California, I pre-ordered two Star Wars Hot Toys. One was Anakin Skywalker, and one was Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I was like all excited about them, you know. I did the pl- payment plan, so it wasn't like I was getting charged a whole bunch. You know, had it all set up, right? Super excited to get these figures. And right. then that fateful day comes, I get the notification from Sideshow that's like, hey, your order's about to ship. Not just one hot toy. You're going to get two hot toys on the same day. Talk about a ball and mail day, right? Right. And so this happened about two weeks ago. The day comes. UPS shows up at the door. I run to the well real wheel really fast to the door all excited they only got one hot toy they only got one they've only got one and i'm like oh and i say to the lady i'm like is this it they were supposed to be two and she goes yeah i saw that but i only like i'm gonna go look again but i only saw one and then she came back and she's like it's not on there it could be that it just wasn't put on the truck and it'll be here tomorrow blah 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 so I give it a couple of days. Meanwhile, I'm just checking the tracking online right. on UPS. Never seeing any moment movement. It says every day it says, uh, you know, out for delivery. Never shows up. So I call UPS and they're like, yeah, we need to do an investigation. You should call Sideshow. Or, or, you know, you should call the vendor you bought it from and let them know. And then we will um, communicate with them directly. So so I called Sideshow, and the lady that answered the phone could not have been nicer. There was no hold time. Like, I called, and it was, you know, it gives you the automated options or whatever, immediately to someone. I told her what's going on, and she was like, oh, my God, that sucks. I'm so sorry. You did the right thing. We're going to contact UPS. You don't have to worry about anything else um, unless it shows up. Let us know if it shows up. If not, by this certain date, we'll send you a replacement. Now, we're not talking about a $20 Hasbro item, right? You're talking about a pretty expensive purchase. Oh, yeah. I mean. And, dude, like, uh, they sent me, like, a voucher for some money off a next purchase. And then, sure enough, on October or August 9th to the day that she said, because, you know, they have to wait a certain amount of time before they can issue a replacement, which is totally right. understandable. But, right. sure enough, I get the email that morning that's like, hey, you know, your replacement's on the way, and that shit showed up this week. I mean, it could, yeah. couldn't have been an easier, more hassle-free process to contact them. So, I got to say, great. big ups to Sideshow. They got good uh, customer service. They do. So, you, you want to talk about some Star Wars resistance? I would like to, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So, you know, it was announced earlier this year that the follow-up to Rebels was going to be Star Wars Resistance set in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, closer to The Force Awakens. Um, You know, all new cast, but would include appearances by Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma, etc., etc., right? And it's been kind of weird because we knew it was coming this fall and it seems like they're waiting an awfully long time to give us our first look. In fact, we got a first look at the return of the Clone Wars, which is not even scheduled until next year, 
sometime, I believe, before we ever even got a single hint of resistance. And then there was that sort of leaked character artwork that came from some, you know, board meeting or something in Germany, I think. But today is the day. They released a one-minute first-look trailer along with a air date for the premiere episode, which is going to be an hour. And uh, I do, Which is only going to be on the Disney app, right? No, it's going to be... <clears throat> the, on Disney Channel? Yeah, it's going to be on Disney Channel and Disney XD. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the way Rebels worked was the first premiere episode showed up on Disney Channel and then it from then then on aired on XD. So I think that might be the same way they're going with this. Right on. But yeah, the Disney app's not going to be ready until next year, so because um, Disney XD is like the older kid channel. Right, right. Oh, you know, quote unquote older kid channel. Well, yeah. Programming is not aimed at chilled like babies, toddlers or right. little kids. So, October 7th 10 p.m. Eastern. The first episode of Star Wars Resistance is going to debut. And I cannot wait. I'm psyched. It's going to be awesome. So, like I said, we got a first look trailer. And before we start discussing it, why don't we take uh, just one more look at it? I've watched this thing, I don't know, 20 times or something. And, and been like, ooh, is there any extra info I can glean? And like... Eh, not really. All right. We used to... Do you remember when we did the frame-by-frame frame one for The Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we did that shit for Last Jedi and Rogue One as well, as I feel. We I don't know that we'll necessarily do frame-by-frame frame for this one. Not ta- you know, not saying anything against this trailer. It's just, you know... It takes a lot of time to do those frame by frames. You wait till episode nine comes around. We'll be doing that shit again. Oh yeah, hell yeah, we'll do it then. But anyways, let's take a look at this trailer. And here's the trailer. Shit looks so cool. I know. Some sort of accelerator ring. Steel had a fun. Steel had a funny tweet about those today. He said Star Fox vibes. That's cool. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling over there. Don't think about it. You can work on my team. I like Podemera. In this. I don't want anything to do with you. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I just wanted to wish my competition good luck. This is fine. I'm fine. Just be careful and don't explode. The ships look so cool. This should be good here. We Star Wars Resistance in all new series premieres Sunday, October seventh at ten on Disney Channel. Yes. And there you have it. Just a quick okay. little look. So the updated tie fighter and x-wing are awesome obviously i think this is the first one of the first star wars shows that really since disney bought it has really nailed the redesign of ships okay so i did you catch an x-wing in there i didn't catch an x-wing in the trailer no no, i didn't there are some things that clearly you know seem like they're in an x-wing design type family yeah like but... the the main character so i believe the main character's name is kazuda i believe that's how you pronounce that and i think it's going to be shortened as kaz 
yeah. in the show. And his ship, the sort of yellow ship that's got almost yeah. sort of a Naboo Starfighter vibe with the um, the paint job. It's pretty yes. cool looking. It it definitely has an X-wing vibe to it, but it's not an X-wing. Right. Um. You know, I've seen some people speculating maybe it's a Z ninety five Headhunter. Right. But um, it still doesn't look like that. But it could. It could be. It has the same basic body type that a Z ninety five Headhunter would have. From descriptions of what I know, like I guess a Z ninety five could look like whatever you want. For the canon reboot, right? It doesn't necessarily have to look like an X-Wing that doesn't split. Yeah, I mean, we we don't necessarily have to have, you know, you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily, there's so much that is undefined now with the canon reset that it doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing that it was before, you know? There's a red and white ship in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is cool and X-Wing inspired, I feel like. Yeah. Not it's... necessarily in the ship outline, but in color scheme and like, I don't know, style kind of. So Jedi Bibliotech, which is a German Star Wars fan site that, um, you know, they do a lot of stuff with making Star Wars. Yeah. Had a report a week or two ago that was sort of a synopsis of the first episode and, and they kind of talk about it in the Star Wars release as well. But basically, Kaz gets sent to um, a refueling platform, I think, or a repair platform or something, out in the Outer Rim. I think it's called the Colossus. I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, and it's sort of the site of this big sort of underground race scene, which I think you see a lot of in that trailer is him mm. participating in those races. Um, and, you know, he's he's going there to sort of keep an eye and figure out what's going on with the First Order. They're trying to basically sniff out the First Order at this point, from what I understand. I see. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, this is what StarWars.com says the trailer comes complete with familiar faces like poe dameron and everybody's happy beeping buddy bb8 a glimpse at the new cast of characters including kazuda ziono the young pilot recruited by the existence an ex introduction to the colossus a massive refueling platform on an outer rim ocean planet the series set prior to the events of The Force Awakens also welcomes Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie to the voice cast, reprising their roles as Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma, respectively. Um, so yeah, if I had to guess, that's sort of the plot of that first one-hour premiere, uh, and, which is called The Recruit. Um, while undercover to spy on the growing threat of the First Order, Kaz works as a mechanic and lives with Poe's old friend, Yeager, a veteran, a veteran pilot who operates a starship repair run by his crew. Tam, Niku, and battered old, and a, a battered old astromech called Bucket, which you get a sort of a, a glimpse of in the trailer as well. Bucket the droid. Right. What do you think? What do you think of the animation style they're going this time around with? Um, I really like it. I like the animation style. It's it, it just because I'm picky, it's still got a little too much computer, less like hand drawn to it, but I know that's not so price effective. You if, know, it's if I had to guess that is one hundred percent CG animated, but it's 
it's cell shaded. That's what gi- is giving it that hand drawn look. Yeah. Um, to me, it's got a little bit of a vibe of that anime that's a Netflix exclusive, Knights, Knights of Sidonia. Yeah, it's got a vibe like that, but obviously a different color palette. Mm-hmm. Like Knights of Sidonia is very muted in its color palette, and Star Wars Resistance is colorful as fuck. I think that's one of the things I like most about it is like just going overboard with the color you know right you really need to on a show like that yeah man it it, it gives me it helps distinguish characters yeah and, it, and in anime that's why like, different people have different haircuts that don't really move or change is so mm-hmm. it helps you distinguish between characters the it gives me like saturday morning cartoon vibes like crazy you know like i yeah i watched that trailer and it makes me think of you know, fucking He-Man and the X-Men animated series and Spider-Man. Not that it even looks like that in animation style or anything. It's just the color and, you know, sort of the pacing, at least from the trailer and stuff. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, I've seen a couple people be like, oh, it's not really for me, which is totally fine. Not everything is for everybody. Right. But I just don't get it. I think it looks really neat. Um, I think so, too. You know, obviously, I think it's definitely going to be um, sort of targeted at a younger audience. I don't know, man. I don't no, I don't think this is targeted as young an audience as you think. Well, I mean, sort of the same. To me, Rebels and Clone Wars are sort of targeted, targeted at two different audiences, with Rebels skewing a little younger. So I see this being sort of in that same audience. Um and probably a lot like Rebels, you know, maturing a bit as it goes. Agent, I mean, at teenagers, like, like you know, ten to eighteen, that that whole bracket. It could very well be, and you know, that could be why it's premiering at like ten at night on a Sunday. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, that's one of those things we're not going to really know until we get to see the show. You know. Yeah. But. Uh, I, I love the look of the ships. I love when you see that shot of all the different pilots with their different flight suits and helmets. Like, that's got a crazy Voltron or Robotech look to it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I think this could be pretty cool. I think I know this could it's going to pre- be pretty cool. <clears throat> um, so, good buddy to the Star Wars uh community anthony the brez bresnikin um had a little bit of elaboration on the series uh on entertainment weekly today as well dharma we do not bark when the brez's name is spoken dharma she's totally ignoring me you see how much you see i'm the i'm the true alpha dog in this house you hear that yeah nobody listens to me man that's why why I do the podcast so people just listen sometimes. Someone will just listen. Well, to somebody me. will listen to me. Um, he had some elaboration on resistance and a cool little piece of information. So, do you remember we were talking about the voice cast when it was first announced, and you know, um, Bobby Moynihan from um, Saturday Night SNL, yeah, <laughs> and Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan. It's one of my favorite Rick and Morty jokes. 
Oh, <clears throat> Moynihan and Toast really have it out. Uh, <laughs> um, they um, and, and there was also another cast member announced who was Rachel Butera. And I was familiar with her because years ago she won the Stern Show Staff Impersonation Contest. Oh, really? Where she did a impersonation of Tracy, who was their, their office manager, the lady who was famous for saying, douche, douche. Um, she won that contest. So I was familiar with that name. I was like, oh, wow. she You know, I used to hear her on the Stern Show. Well, Anthony Bresnikan broke a story of who she will be voicing, and it's none other than General Alea Organa. Oh, cool. Right? So, we know we're getting a little Leia, we're getting a little Poe, a little fucking Captain Phasma. I would not be surprised if we, it's it, especially dealing with pilots and racers and shit, we're going to get some Han Solo. I'm calling it now. Maybe not in the first episode, but at some point, there will be a very special episode where we get some Han Solo. In, in Resistance is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they establish in Bloodline, the book that's, um, the canon book that's, you know, mainly follows Leia that takes place like six years before The Force Awakens. Yeah. That Han is like a racing coach. He coaches young up and coming racers and, and helps, um, you know, organize these big, uh, racing events and stuff. Right. And what do we see him participating in? Like a racing event? Like, I just think... If that is a sort of a constant constant throughout the series, like his trying to become an ace pilot and things like that, what better character for him to come in contact with than Han Solo? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, another little piece of interesting info, little Easter egg that I wouldn't have noticed had it not been a po- uh, pointed out to me on Twitter is at one point on Kaz's flight suit you see the emblem for the New Republic which from what I understand we haven't seen represented on screen yet it's been maybe some artwork and some books and stuff but it's like this it's a blue rebellion symbol you know the classic rebellion symbol with sort of this yellow star pattern around it yeah or burst pattern around it it looks really cool and it's neat to see them tie it into the show because we didn't really get to see much of that New Republic in the sequel trilogy before it, it got blowed up. Pretty much one and done. Yeah. What do you think about the possibility of a Force user? Do you think we're going to see one in this show? Or I you... hope so. I mean, I, just because the Force is such an, a crucial part of this galaxy and the story i would love to see a force user no, it doesn't necessarily have to be a jedi you know or even a sith but some sort of force user would be expected from from me for my happiness i don't know that it's necessarily guaranteed this could be our first sort of sort of star wars cartoon where we don't have a main character that's force sensitive or whatever you want to call it um, i would be surprised if they go the whole time through the whole series without having some kind of force user, just like you said, like no ally that is a force user at all. Yeah. I just don't know. For one thing, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not exactly sure 
if they've established what the whole awakening thing is that is sort of talked about, you know, in The Force Awakens. You know, I know J.J. Abrams has said the awakening is not just Rey, it's Kylo too. But does that mean that, like, the Force has been dormant? I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah. depending on how, what what they intend with that, you know, might preclude them from using force users, but I still doubt it. Um, you know, they could always say, Oh, the awakening was the next chosen one was Ray coming, you know, onto the galactic stage to play her. Well, role. I mean, I figure that's the force awakens is Ray's awakening, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that established? It is, but I, you know, the thing I've never been able to, to really pin down is, do they mean, well, and he said that it's all the awakening is also in Kylo. I, I believe JJ says that in the Force Awakens commentary, but I think for all intents, pur- intents and purposes, it is Ray that it's talking about, right? I mean, it, yeah, because Kylo has been in tune with the Force for a while, right? But. Yeah, right. That's why I want some Maybe fucking... his awakening as a villain or his maturing as a... You know, I can see that. Right. You know, or it's just a a general... Um, fuck. I hit a pothole and forgot what I, what I was going to say. Blossoming of the true self. Or blossoming of the force. You know, maybe after Kylo... Where it was strong, but it hadn't been this strong yet. Right, right. Maybe it was a surge, like, you know what I mean? A spike in the force. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not doing a great job of explaining it. but I'm trying to get there for you. Yeah, you're doing a better job than I am, for sure. Um, you know, they may even say that Kaz... You know, they could even say that Kaz is force-sensitive, and that's why he becomes such a good pilot, but he's just not a I Jedi. I bet they hint at it. Yeah, or something. I bet they hint at it and maybe just leave it at that. Maybe in, in encounter a force monk somewhere down the road, like a uh, a churret. Right. I want to see more churret monks. Give yeah, me more. Uh, give me a book that's all churret monks or whatever. Like <laughs> more Guardians of the Wills. Yeah. Well, there yeah. was a book that came out after Rogue One called Guardians of the Wills. That's more. It's not. You know, necessarily about the entire order. It's more about uh, Chirrut and Baze's adventures previous to Rogue One. Um, you know what? I mean, they they run into Lore Santeca in the comics, in the Poe Dameron comics. Maybe we see some Church of the Force stuff and Lore Santeca going on at some point. I, I would like to see more of those areas of the Force. I guess, you know... Uh, it's one of those things. How far do I want to see behind the force curtain? You know, you want yeah. the force to be a mystery because it's one of those eternal questions that should never really be answered, I guess, in Star Wars. Like, it should always be. Not not 100%. We shouldn't have, right. like, a, you know, a the, RPG guide to the force that just yeah. lays everything Discerned out. will of the force and how it works precisely. Like, yeah, it, map, well, mapping a river, you know. I almost feel like... It, if they were to do that, that would kind of back them into a corner and not allow right. for enough creativity right. with the force. Right. You know, but I, I like having the force fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I love Luke's powers in the last Jedi, you know, like force projection. You know, yeah. I like that. It's basically already been done in force ghosts. 
Like some people, I don't know why they're so upset about that Luke having that power because, yo, I mean Obi Wan and Yoda just died to do it, you know, which is basically what happened to Luke when he did it. Yeah, I, look, I could talk all day about how much I love uh, that in the Last Jedi. I think it's real cool. Oh man, I got this awesome. Awesome. I got this. I got this awesome fucking uh, art print that was a Comic Con exclusive. Of, I, I it's hard to explain. It's a black light or a, a glow in the dark art print. So when it's when the lights aren't turned off, it's this huge widescreen panoramic view of Octu with Luke floating in the air above his meditation rock while he's like oh, wow. meditating. And then when you turn the lights off, it glows green and it shows you the scene on crate with Luke facing off on, with Kylo with like their sabers drawn and stuff. Yeah. I can't wait for that shit to come in. Anyways, <clears throat> I wonder what are the possibilities that we see Kylo at some point in this series? Hmm. That would be interesting. You know, it one it makes me wonder because we don't really know how far out from the force awakens it's set we don't know how far out from the force awakens kylo joined the first order we don't know any of that and so it makes me wonder will we get much sort of in-depth look inside the first order through this show um if i had to guess this this trailer we saw that's all from the first episode so you know there's clearly more they could show us later but that's just the setup set up for the first episode basically. Yeah, and it makes me wonder like I sent you a bunch of pictures of the ships. Yes. I don't know if you saw those. I did and they look badass. They do. There's a green one in the beginning that I missed. Yeah, and and I didn't um, find a picture of it. I oh, and I didn't take a screenshot. I like the idea that this is going to f- focus on Kaz and his other pilot buddies, like the lady you see that he's sort of going up. Pretty against. sure that's her, the red and white ship. Yeah, or is it red and sort of a light blue? I can't tell. Either way, either way, that ship design is awesome. Hasbro right? hooked me up Love with that. a vehicle of that. That is an amazing fucking ship design, man. If you guys want to see. Uh, a lot of really good screen crap captures from this sort of first look trailer, go to makingstarwars.net. Jason has hundreds of them up. And, I mean, you can get a good look at everything in the trailer. You know, it's one of the funny things seeing people talk about is, damn, Poe Dameron's handsome, even in animated form. He is, isn't he? I agree. <laughs> Goddamn. You know, uh, uh, something that was a little weird that came up every now and then these star wars stories pop up that i feel like we already knew but they pop up again and then and then some people seem to make a sort of big deal about them but like last week i believe dave filoni did a interview with ign where he was talking about clone wars returning and he mentioned with resistance like you know i helped get it up off the ground help get the team together, but I'm not there for the day-to-day of Star Wars Resistance. My focus right now is on the Clone Wars and what comes next. So a lot of people were like flipping out about that, but I think for some reason, unless I'm wrong, that was something I already knew 
like Dave Filoni got promoted to basically the head of Lucasfilm Animation. So, right. So to me, you do that so he can get more than one Star Wars cartoon up off the ground. And right, right now we have two in production. We have the seventh season of The Clone Wars and we have Star Wars Resistance. And I'm sure there's something in early works or at least being talked about for after Clone Wars. Disney is not going to just have one Star Wars animated series on that app. You know what I mean? They're not going to do 12 episodes of Clone Wars and then be like, nah, we don't need any more Star Wars cartoons on this. There's going to be something coming up after that. So I just thought it was weird that people were like, oh, what the fuck? Dave Filoni's not involved. I mean, he's involved. He's just not there every day guiding right. every single thing like he was with Clone Wars and, and Rebels. And I, I think, totally agree. I think that gives you, when you're doing more than one thing at a time, I think that gives you the opportunity to try some different stuff. Maybe do one in this animated series style. Maybe one day we do get a hand-drawn animation Star Wars. Honestly, I, I will admit that I kind of thought that they might have pulled a fast one with this. Meaning when they first announced it, they were like, you know, it's in a new style we've never seen before, an anime-inspired style. And it's definitely anime-inspired, but they still went CG. To me, they kind of... In, in this you know, could just be my fault for taking it the way I did, but to me, they tried to make it kind of seem like this was going to be a more traditional cartoon. Yeah. When, at the end of the day, it's still a CG-produced cartoon with a different shading technique. Cell shade. Agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> not that it doesn't look cool. That's just not, not that what it doesn't look cool. That's not it's just, just not what I was hoping for. Right, and not what I was expecting after that initial announcement. I was hoping for some cowboy bebop Star Wars. Yeah. Which is basically what this is, but Yeah, I mean there's so many just like I said watching it, I get so many different shows that it reminds me of. Voltron, right. especially that new Voltron show, the one on yeah. Netflix. Um, Knights of Sidonia. I mean, all the stuff we've mentioned, like Vo Robotech. Um, I got a little bit of a Gundam vibe at parts, especially with their um, that's true, their flight suits and stuff. <clears throat> but I, I'm stoked on this, and like, I want merch. I want vehicles. Give me both of those fighters we saw, and I will be one happy dude. The dogs are about to freak out because Jesse just got home from work. Oh, really? Oh, by the way, Jesse got her, uh, she got the job at Edgar's. Oh, right on. Yep, she's she's a baker now. Well, she's managing a bakery now. Yeah, that's great. She starts Monday. She's real stoked. Do they get, do like, does she have to do kitchen training where they teach her the recipes and stuff? I don't know because she's Show not her really how sure. how they make the donuts. Because the way they work is they have a commissary out in Pelham. So they mm -hmm. don't do a ton of the baking in the actual physical stores uh, yeah so yeah. like they they have deliveries every day of stuff from the commissary so i don't really know exactly how much she'll be involved with that kind of stuff no i understand well uh <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to add to the resistance discussion not i got to see a couple of rodians i thought that was neat a couple yeah. of new type of aliens that 
I know people were like, oh, that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, that meets. That's what I was gonna say. I saw little people being like, oh, look, it's a such and such. I was like, I didn't. Ooh, good call, guys. I did not know what that was. A, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is, but they ain't no hammerhead. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, you want to like the Ictorians that were in the the first Clone Wars animated series <laughs> with that Ictorian the, the, Jedi. Yeah, with the war yell. Mm-hmm. They did, um, I believe it was Gentle Giant. I don't know if it was Gentle Giant or, or Sideshow. One of those companies did an amazing statue of that Jedi, of that Athorian Jedi. Oh, wow. It's really cool. Anyways, um, well, if you don't have anything to add to Resistance Chat, why don't we do some voicemails and emails? Let's do it. We got a last minute email. He got right in. He got right in Just for the cutoff time. Bloop. And uh, there's only one way to kick off an email and voicemail segment in this here Blue Harvest podcast, and that's with a jaunty little tune. Kia D. Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box Kitty. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty, cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! Blue Herb! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witten! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! Key and D! Cockhead! Cockhead! Okay, first up, you know how we like to kick this shit off. A little voicemail from King Tom, the king of all Toms. The king of Toms? Nostra Thomas. Hey, Oz and Will, it's King Tom. So, Resistance, you know, I'm a little bit older than the, the demographic they're going for it, but I really like the way Resistance looks. Uh, I don't have Disney XD, but I'm going to be tuning in, or not tuning in, but finding a way to watch it every week or as, you know, often as I can. I think I think it looks good, and more Star Wars, to me, is always a good thing. i got a question about it, though. Um, as far as I know, and off the top of my head, this is going to be the first Star Wars visual property, and by that I mean movie or TV show, without an explicit connection to the force dark side jedi hmm. sith lightsabers i mean we all said that about rogue one get out we of my brain Tom. solo but they both had their you know ignite the red moments so to speak do you think that resistance is going to be able to be focused about what we see it about about piloting about spying about the resistance first the first order or do you think eventually they're going to find a way to work in the force lightsabers jedi dark side users whatever just something i'm curious about i i mean i i i'm if they if they have to 
I'm, I'll be fine with it, but I think it looks like it's it's a good, decent enough story to stand on its own. That's what I think. Anyway, looking forward to what you guys uh, think about the trailer, and I'll talk to you later. I'm telling you, he is Nostratamus. He sees the he future. And, and speaks it into existence. He sent that voicemail, and then it was like, hmm, let's talk about that before we listen to the voicemail. I don't know, man. At some point, when it comes to the Force, like, it's one of those things that I wonder how ingrained it is in Star Wars. Can you do a Star Wars movie without the Force? Like, even in Solo, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't much, but you got a, a little bit of Force action and a little bit of lightsaber action right there at the end, you know? Um... And in, in not just with, with Resistance, with these other projects going forward, like Ryan Johnson's trilogy, the Game of Thrones guys trilogy. Like, I mean, there wasn't really any force in Rogue One. I mean, there were the Kyber Crystals and Chirrut's connection to it. I don't know. It was specific. I take that back. Right yeah. before they went into the final battle, the force became a real big deal. Like Right. Well, you know, there's Chirrut. I think I'm of the mind that Chirrut definitely uses the force. He's not a Jedi, but he's I mean, a force it's user. Obvious. Yeah. Obvious. When he's when he shoots down that plane with that basically the laser rocket launcher. Yeah. Well, and not just that, like uh, you know, whipping stormtroopers' asses like Right off the bat, right. All the stuff he does. Like, he's a Force user. He's not a Jedi. You can tell that she's wearing user. a kyber crystal necklace without having to look at it. Yeah, he you know? senses it. And right. th- through what? The Force. And then, of course, Darth Vader going force, force nuts crazy at the end. You know, like... Right. There's plenty of Force in, in Rogue One. Uh, yeah, I have to totally eat my words on that one. Uh, you know what? It was just a... It was just a being I like, was thinking, and then I was like, oh, there's just the crystal. And then, like, oh, no. There's Vader. Oh, yeah, and there's... Uh, Sure. So, and she even says, "May the force be with you." She does. So does um, uh, Radis. Radis is like Rogue One. May the force be with you. She's playing a young Ruth Bader Ginsburg in a uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg biographical movie, and it. She, she looks really yeah. She looks on point as Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She honestly. is going. She's trying to get that Oscar gold again, son. She was like, "All right, I did the movie with." Uh, fucking the guy from Fantastic Beasts where he was um, Stephen Hawking, fucking tearjerker for Halls Burkhardt at least, fucking love story with a fucked up dude in a wheelchair, signed me up. And then um, she was like, then I did a Star War. I got that Star War credit. Now you know what? Back to play in a, in a biography. Give me that Oscar gold. Right, going for, got that fever. Mm-hmm. She's young and good, young enough and talented enough. For sure. For sure. Um, I like Felicity Jones. I do too, man. Felicity Jones. <laughs> Barnaby Jones. Oh my God. Do you remember when I was obsessed with that stupid show, Frisky Dingo? I love that show. I love day. Frisky Dingo. To but, me, it's better than Archer. Like, Oh, I agree. 100%. The first season of Archer is good. But nothing in Archer is better than Frisky Dingo. And then when Killface starts calling himself, or no, he calls 
awesome Max Barnaby, Barnaby Jones, right? Barnaby Jones, because he gets blinded by acid or something. And then remember, oh, my best friend. <laughs> Let me tell you about my new best friend, Barnaby Jones. Jones. Nap. Nap. I uh, I got wasted at a Stone Cover show. Do you remember this? Yes, and of course I remember. Though. In between every song, like they'd be like, Dum! and then everybody'd be like, "Yeah," and then you just hear me go real wasted. Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones. Oh my god, that's why I don't drink so much anymore. I'm a fucking I nightmare. Drink so much anymore, but that is not one of them. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, we've got an email from our buddy Sean. Hey, guys, Sean here, longtime listener, but don't think I've actually written in before, question mark. Well, let me do that better. But I don't think I've actually written in before. Not sure. Maybe I did a while back. Anyway, just wanted to say that I'm a big fan of the show. It brightens up my travel during the week when I usually get a chance to listen to it. Also, enjoying the Patreon content. Looking forward to an episode where Lost is discussed. I have been listening to a brilliant podcast as recommended by Eric Strathers. He he drew out the A. It's called The Soundtrack Show, and the episode about Star Wars are absolutely brilliant. If you haven't given it a go, I'd thoroughly recommend it. I was amazed hearing the music originally used by Uncle George as his temp track for Star Wars and how similar some of the pieces are to the final product. Quick question. What's your favorite Star Wars book? I don't mean a fiction book. I'm talking about a making of book or such, or such likes. Mine is the Rensler making of books. I'd be interested to hear what yours are. All the best, Sean. Thanks for writing in, buddy, and thanks for being a patron. Um, I really like those Rensler books. I am bummed that I no have longer have them. They got stolen from me. Um, along with a bunch of other books and a bunch of other shit. But one day I'll get them again. I really like the art of books, especially sort of the newer ones they've been doing, like Art of Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Solo, etc., etc. I love looking through the old, the concept art and sort of the um, step by step by step process they use to get to the final designs for some of these things we see in the movies. And then, you know how Star Wars doesn't necessarily leave something on the table. A lot of this stuff could come back up at some point, you know? Right. Is there any um anything like that that you're into? Uh, you know, honestly, what I remember the most is coming across I can't remember specifically when, but coming across this coffee table book that was all of the Ralph McQuarrie oh. art. And I loved that. I fell in love with that book. I looked at that book forever. I mean and just stared you know at the art forever i think there's been a couple of those because that's an evergreen product is releasing a, a fucking badass book of ralph mccrory's badass uh drawings and paintings and stuff yeah yeah man like and i you know how often is it i don't know because i'm not necessarily into any other fandom as much as star wars there's plenty of other stuff uh, stuff i like a whole lot but I can't think of another fandom where the concept art for the movie or the property is so well known, you know, especially as iconic as that Ralph McQuarrie stuff. Right. You know, man, like that's some alien. The guy that does the alien stuff is probably the only thing I would think that rivals it. H.R. Geiger. 
or Giger. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Dude, that is some that is some That's some dark shit. Yeah, sure is. That's the kind of shit you always see like in a um, what you call nightmare fuel. Yeah. You always see that shit in like tattoo parlors and stuff. They'll always have a big old print of a weird fucked up hypersexual HR Geiger print, you know? Yikes. Yeah, man, that's some and it, look, clearly I love the alien movies. A lot of them. I won't say it's like Star Wars where I'm like, they haven't made a bad one yet. But and yeah. and they did a really good job of translating his art into the set design, especially in that first Alien movie, that in the creature design, show did pretty fucking cool. All right, we got one more email for the evening, and it's from our buddy Kevin. Thank you for what you do. Was the subject, gentlemen? I find myself in Alabama tonight, Decatur to be exact. I've been making trips down over the last few months while my father's health has been declining. During the trips, I've listened to the podcast, the new Blue Harvest Patreon content insert insert i like sound effect here and many other from the making star wars family the podcast has been a nice respite during travel to and from the hospital my father passed away yesterday and it has been hard to say the least tonight i know buddy it's a bummer tonight i'm so sorry yeah man i'm sorry to hear that tonight i remembered it's almost saturday and there will be another blue harvest podcast when i wake up it makes me so happy Thank you both for what you do. Thank you for having great guests and putting in the weekly work, son. Thanks, Kevin Thrasher. Instagram and Twitter, at Kevin Thrasher. Sent from my iPad. Man, I'm so sorry to hear that, buddy. That uh, Yeah, dude. I'm really sorry for your loss, and I know that's hard. And I know nobody that hasn't been through it can experience it, can tell you what's going, you know. Yeah. And and tell you they understand, but... Dude, I'm happy we can make such a uh sad situation a little better somehow you know um that makes me happy to know that we can help you in a tough time and some sending you lots of love and good vibes absolutely dude and i'm sure the moisture farmers out there are sending you the same so yeah no doubt man i am really sorry to hear that and you know it's like um a couple of weeks back with joe's voicemail and stuff like no matter how much um, craziness might go on with Star Wars Online. It's nice to know that, you know, I feel like we've got a, a solid group of moisture farmers out there that are just good folks that want to listen to and talk about Star Wars and enjoy Star Wars. And I know when I'm down, fucking Star Wars helps me out. Podcasts help me out, you know? So I'm glad we can do that for somebody else. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Yep, Absolutely. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us this evening. Sorry, it's a little shorter. I am busy as fuck. Jesse and I got an errand we got to run tomorrow. I got more work to do. We got Patreon content to post. Can't wait to hear what you guys think about Resistance. Write in blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com with your voice messages or emails. We love hearing from you guys. Um, Thanks for recording with me this week, buddy. Thanks for making time for me. I think I'm going to start lining, lining us up uh, a next batch of guests. I'd like to go through like a little, we got a couple of guests, then we got a couple of Will and Hall shows, then we got a couple of guests, you know? So yeah. We'll start reaching out and getting some guests together for us. I think that's a good idea. The guest shows are always fun. <clears throat> they are. I have a, um, I reached out to, 
a couple of guests that uh, do like a podcast type thing. I don't want to give it away just because I don't want the thing. They they were like, yeah, totally, we'll do it. I just don't. I don't want to um, be like, yeah, they're going to come on and then schedules take forever and stuff. But just a little hint, a little sizzle, sizzle. Um, little sizzle, sizzle. You got a little sizzle. I'm watching my cat Mushu try to eat Jesse's necklace off the table. He is not a smart boy. He's a hungry boy is what he is. Dude, he needs to slow down on the eating. He is a chunk. So check this out. Last Saturday... Steve came over, right? Yeah. So we could record the next episode of Steve versus the prequels. And he picked up Arby's on his way. And, you know, I've been on this diet. I haven't had Arby's in forever. Sure. So that means Mushu has also not had <laughs> Arby's in forever. And I know you get to see Mushu sometimes, but that's because he's used to you because you used to come over all the time. Yeah. Steve, you know, doesn't come over as much. People that don't come over as much have never seen Mushu. We have friends that right. have never seen him. He's a scaredy cat. He's the cat that they're they sure is you're lying about. Well, guess what happens as soon as he sniffed some Arby's on the air? Oh, man, that roast beef hit the air. Yeah, I was, was like, hey, what's up? I was sitting at the table just chatting with Steve while he was eating, and he goes, is that Mushu? And we look over, and he has got this look on his face like he's drooling. He's got drool on his face. He was... Who got oh, roast beef? You got like, roast beef. I, that's a smell I haven't smelled in a long time. A long time. He was, Mushu is a fucking pest. When it it comes can't be to, bad if you got Arby's. Yeah. You, you gotta be cool. Yeah. The only again, the Arby's is cool, folks. Yeah, he's a big old boy. Um, he, well, we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to count my chickens before I hatch. You might actually... Okay, so, you know, last week I, I talked about how Steele and I were trying to record the first episode of Star Wars Year by Podcast. Technical right, right. difficulties. I was frazzled. Well, we took uh, a second swing at it today. Went much smoother. Knock on wood. You guys should be seeing and hearing it shortly. But Mushu made a little bit of a, a cameo during that as well. So. Oh, wow, nice. Anyways, guys, um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you like our theme song, be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide it. They are Stone Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonecobra.com. Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you got a chance. Really helps us out. And we have a Tee Public store. Uh, if you are interested in any Blue Harvest merchandise, tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest podcast. And other than that, we'll see you guys next week. This has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Wooden. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>